It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. We're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Caligero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, blah, 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 blah. Whenever you're listening or watching, we're glad uh, to be with you, man. And we're glad you're with us, that's for sure. Hey, special shout-out to all of our viewers on the Holyfield Television Network. Uh, we're proud to be a part of the Holyfield Television Network sports programming. And we hope uh, you're enjoying the show as much as we're enjoying it, enjoying having it on your channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something like that. I also want to give a special shout out to Fight TV. Don't forget to download our app. Go to uh, Fight. That's F-I-T-E. That's Fight.TV slash Billy C. Download the app. And don't forget, you can get all the pay-per-views right on BillyCBoxing.com. So uh, including this weekend's big pay-per-view. But uh, more importantly, all the ones you can't normally see anywhere else. Uh, So you can get that right on BillyCBoxing.com. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant. Located on beautiful St. Simon's Island in Georgia. Check out the website www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. We'll give my man a call 912-268-2328. 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's Island to get a decent pizza and uh, some fine Italian cuisine. Uh, Visit the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. And speaking of Sal's and speaking of St. Simon's Island, Georgia, uh, look for uh, a big announcement uh, concerning uh, a uh, couple of events that will be taking place down there. Uh, Look for it uh, maybe next week. Yeah, like maybe Monday. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Gawk Box. What is it? It can save you money. It can get you stuff for free. And it helps us out. So let us help you. Let you help us. Go visit our website, www.billycboxing.com, and click on the Gawk Box banner and create an account today. It's free. Create a free account and then enjoy some savings and free stuff. Gawk Box. Check it out. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by Billy C's, Canelo Alvarez, and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s post-fight show. That's right, we're doing another post-fight show like we promised when we kicked off this year. This one will take place, like all the others, approximately six minutes after the official announcement is made. And uh, we will uh, be talking uh, about the fight. We'll give you our thoughts. And then the most important part of the show is we open up the phone lines to get your thoughts. That's right. Don't forget to tune it in right here. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by BAMO, my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. 
Get yourself a copy right now. And literally, you can get a copy while you're watching and listening to the show. Just go to uh, barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. Find out why we got a five, one, two, three, four, five-star rating uh, across the board. And by the way, you're looking to get a signed copy? Don't worry about it. Just visit our website, www.billycboxing.com, and click on the book. I don't think you're going to miss it. It's it's right there. All right. The day before the big fight. The day before, the day before, the day before. Oh, no, wait. Yesterday was the day before, the day before. Okay, today is just the day before. The big fight that's taken place uh, this weekend in Las Vegas. And by the way, for all the uh, Mexican uh, uh, viewers out there that are watching us and the Mexican-Americans, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, which is uh, today. And, uh, you know, the weekend, which uh, has been, uh, you know, kind of uh, set for boxing. Uh, the big fight's tomorrow. Uh, we got Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, fighting uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, in Vegas. So uh, we're going to talk about that fight. We're going to break it down, give you our thoughts and predictions on it. Um, Dax Khan is going to join us. This time he is going to join us. Uh, I know yesterday I was saying he was and you know, he uh, played hooky, but uh, today he's going to join us with his thoughts. Hopefully we'll have some time maybe to open up the phone lines, but don't call until we do. And make sure you call the number that I give you. Um, I got some thoughts on uh, the other fight, the other heavyweight fight, uh, which happens to be a, cha- uh, a heavyweight uh, title fight. We'll talk about that. Some other news. We got some sports scores. We got some uh, emails to read. We're also going to break down and give you our thoughts on the undercard of the pay-per-view because, I, you know, after really anal- analyzing it the last few days, uh, I feel that uh, it's a pretty decent card. So uh, anyway, without further ado, joining me right now, he's a uh, New Jersey Boxing Hall of Famer. Uh, he's a Guinness Book of World Record holder, and he's a restaurateur. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, childrens of all ages, please welcome the one. The only, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sal. You know, I'm watching, I'm watching Sal here, and so are you guys. Sal, Rocky, Santa Cola. What's up, Sal? You know, you're, you're looking Good pretty morning, funny, Billy. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's right. Jeremy C., our uh, fearless uh, leader, is uh, going to create a uh, uh, an avenue for people to buy custom-made mugs from Sal, Rocky, Santa Cola. You know, you so the, uh, you got the Billy C. in the big head for. And we got the Billy C with the smiling mustache for him. Hey, listen, what, look at them biceps you got now from lifting those mugs of coffee. Jeez. <laughs> lift full of coffee, absolutely. Jeez. But uh, anyway, Sal, uh, first and foremost, uh, let me just get something out of the way real quick uh, concerning uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez. I thought uh, it was something else. Uh, well, we're gonna break down. We're gonna break down this whole fight and everything yes. uh, in a little bit. But but I, I got a I got a quote for you, uh, and and I'm looking uh, to get your thoughts on this. First and foremost, um, we talked briefly about this yesterday. But the WBC has uh, <clears throat> invented another belt. Uh, just just when we thought we had too many belts, now now we got another. Um, this, but they have a belt for the winner of this fight. And Canelo is adamant about not giving a rat's you-know-what about the WBC. And uh, his reasons uh, are based on the fact that uh, the WBC stripped him of the WBC World Middleweight title, which he won from Miguel Cotto, uh, and uh, gave it to uh, uh, Triple G. 
And, uh, you know, uh, Canelo has taken offense to that. And he says, and I quote, Sal, I won that belt with blood, sweat, sacrifice, a Drake. uh, Man, I was having trouble just speaking with you before we went on the air. I won that belt with blood, sweat, sacrifice, a great training camp, and I beat Miguel Angel Cotto. When I vacated it, now he's, he's saying he vacated it, they gave it to the other guy like that. And the other guy, obviously, Triple G, they said without making him drop a bead of sweat, he didn't even go through a single training camp, and they gave it to him. They put it on the table. They said, here it is. That's not an organization you can respect. I don't want anything to do with the WBC. Now, before I get your thoughts, I'm going to yes. give you a couple of quick ones of mine. First and foremost, Canelo Alvarez is acting like a kid that got in trouble for something and then blames mom and dad or mom or dad uh, for uh, the punishment. And they forget the reason why. And I think this is a clear case with Canelo Alvarez because I guess that he forgot that Triple G had the interim WBC belt and that he was supposed to fight Miguel Cotto, but Cotto chose to fight... um, Saul Canelo Alvarez, which the WBC made very clear at the time that the winner had to fight Triple G. So when Saul Canelo Alvarez won that title from Miguel Cotto, he was supposed to fight uh, Triple G. And uh, he decided that he didn't want to. Um, and, uh, you know, he basically was stripped. He did not vacate it. He was stripped of the belt. And then they gave it to Triple G because he already had the interim belt. That's how that works. They elevate a champion that has an interim belt uh, to a champion should the so-called champion not fight him. And that's what happened here. Uh, Canelo, uh, in his words, vacated it uh, because he didn't want to fight Triple G. He ducked Triple G. Facts are facts. Canelo Alvarez thinks he's way bigger than he is. He thinks he's a way bigger draw than he actually is now. And talking about believing your own press clippings and all the voices in your ears for the for the out-of-boy guys that are hanging around him, it's a clear case of that. What do you think, Sal? I think it's a clear case of that, as you just spelled it out for all the listeners. And I'll tell you what, sounds like he suffers for, from the same selective memory uh, condition as one of our former presidential candidates. I just think that it was pretty ridiculous that he's uh, blaming the WBC uh, for his own uh, cowardness. And that's what I'm going to call it. I mean, listen, you can spin it any way you want. You can call it, oh, he was, uh, you know, marinating the Triple G. Listen, listen, you know, that's the beauty of the sport of boxing. When you have a big fight... I don't really think that the marination process is, is, is all what it's cracked up to be. Uh, you know, I think Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao would have made the same amount of money if they would have fought earlier than five years, make us wait five years, because what we ended up getting is two versions of the fighters that were not in their prime. Everybody always blames uh, Mayweather uh, for... Uh, uh, you know, taking Manny Pacquiao uh, when he was past his prime and all of this. But, uh, you know, it's not like Floyd Mayweather was in a tube and didn't age himself. I mean, come on. I mean, both of the fighters did it. Uh, they made record money, and that was that. You know, I, I just think it's sad that Golden Boy and Canelo Alvarez 
have blatantly copied the blueprint that Floyd Mayweather was successful on. Listen, everybody knows I'm not a big fan of Floyd, but I give him credit where credit's due. He was successful. He's the only Floyd Mayweather. Nobody can be another Floyd Mayweather, just like nobody could be another Muhammad Ali. These guys were individualists. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is that they did what they did. Stop being copycats and try your own thing. You know, Canelo Alvarez, he's, he's making a mistake because as I break down in this fight later on, Sal, uh, I think time, I, I think he wasted time. I know he's waiting for Triple G to get old. Uh, and now he's feeling pretty confident because Triple G hasn't looked too good in his last two fights. But uh, I think he made a big mistake. And personally, I think his popularity has dropped, at least here in the States. What do you think? I think uh, I think you're right. And I think that uh, he, after this fight, should he be the victor? We said that name again. He has to, the next fight's got to be against Triple G. And I'll tell you who's going to be knocking on his door. Canelo uh, is going to be looking for all the all the uh, money and all the fights he can get. And I'll tell you who's going to be knocking on that door. As Triple G is going to also be in the in, in the realm of the fight of being put together, you're you're going to see uh, David Lemieux knocking on that door too, because I can see Lemieux a Canelo Alvarez showdown happening one way or the other inevitably over the next couple of years, year and a half. You know, um, you uh, uh, you uh, uh, are right about that. I have I, this canny way of putting these fights together in my mind. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, David Lemieux uh, is in no uh, uh, easy uh, fight himself. That's for sure uh, this weekend. But let's no, uh, let's start talking about the fights this weekend. First and let's foremost, talk. there's a fight that's uh, taking place from the land down under, uh, and uh, that's between WBO World Heavyweight Champion Joseph Parker. And uh, late sub um, Kajanu, uh, Razvan, uh, Razvan Kajanu. Um, all right, here's the deal. First and foremost, it was announced yesterday that uh, Joseph Parker is suffering from some injuries. But uh, the way they spun it is they said that uh, he's going to fight through the injuries anyway. It sounds like he's just a little sore. Uh, he says uh, his shoulders and elbows are sore, but hey, uh, you got to work through the pain. Uh, I don't know if this is a. Uh, <clears throat> early excuse like a in place just in case excuse i don't know but uh they weighed in and uh joseph parker weighed in at 245.8 pounds and kajanu uh weighed in at 274.6 pounds now wow. in case you guys uh didn't uh, know kajanu was all of a sudden magically elevated to number 14 ranked by the wbo which falls into the title defense having to be against a a top 15 ranked fighter. He's got a record of 16 and two with nine knockouts. And uh, Joseph Parker is uh, undefeated uh, with uh, uh, 22 wins and uh, 18 coming by knockout. Let me start off by by saying this. Uh, Razvan Kajanu uh, was a fighter that uh, uh, lost his first fight as a professional. He lost a four round uh, majority decision back in 2011 against uh, a uh, experienced fighter with 19 pro fights. So, I mean, I think he was in kind of tough. And when you look uh, at his resume, they certainly didn't overprotect Kajanu. Now, I didn't know anything about Kajanu until he fought as part of the ESPN heavyweight tournament. Now, at that point, uh, this was a guy that... Now, he's a big guy. He's six foot seven and a half. Uh, but he was weighing in uh, between 250 
and 260 pounds for those fights. And he fought, you know, some pretty good uh, fighters. I was ringside uh, for a couple of them, including the Ed Fountain uh, fight that he won, a 10-0 Ed Fountain. Uh, and uh, he was in very good shape that night. Uh, he ended up uh, fighting in the final and lost to Donovan Dennis. He got knocked out in two rounds. Uh, uh, actually, it wasn't the final. Donovan Dennis uh, went on to fight uh, in the final. It was the semifinal. And he was, uh, he was a big favorite going into that fight. Um, then uh, right after that, he, he took almost a year off and uh, fought a, a guy I used to work with, Grover Young. And he had all kinds of trouble with Grover Young, who's, a, who's kind of a, a hard fighter. As a matter of fact, this is a guy who gave um, a, a draw uh, to uh, Sergey Kovalev, but uh, in any event, uh, he won a, a, a split decision over him. Came back against an O and three guy. You heard it right, O and three in October of last year. Knocked him out and won. Surprise, surprise. And then in his last fight, which was December of last year, he fought uh, Jin Yu Wu, uh, and who was seven and one, and uh, knocked him out in two rounds in China. He was 282 pounds for that fight. Wow. He's ranked at number uh, 78 in the world by the computer. He's 30 years old. Like I said, he's six foot seven and a half. Uh, and uh, like I, I mentioned, he, he weighed uh, uh, pretty much for the weigh-in uh, for this fight, uh, you know, 270-something uh, pounds. And, uh, you know, some of the publicity shots I saw him, uh, <clears throat> he didn't look like he was chiseled. That's uh, certainly not... Uh, the word I would use. Now, Joseph Parker, he's the WBO heavyweight champion. The computer sees him at number seven in the world. Uh, his last fight was a controversial win over Andy Ruiz. A lot of people felt that he won, uh, that Andy Ruiz won that fight. Uh, he did fight in his home country, and he won a majority 12-round uh, decision. He does have wins over Alexander Dimitrenko uh, and also uh, uh, Carlos Takam. And Callie Meehan back in 2015. And Bowie Tutupu, who uh, moved up, who, who was always a tough fighter. So, I mean, he does have some uh, decent wins. Uh, but a good boxer like Andy Ruiz uh, 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 really uh, took him to his uh, breaking point. Now, he's still young. He's 25 years old. But he's given up some wow. height. Uh, six foot four versus six foot seven. Um, I personally see this fight. Uh, going in Joseph Parker's way. I, I, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Kajanu, but uh, I feel that uh, uh, Joseph Parker will win this fight. Uh, Sal, I got to take a break in, in like a minute. Do you want to give your thoughts after the break, or do you have some quick thoughts right now? You said the word, quick thoughts. I think Joseph Parker will win as well. And the three-inch height difference doesn't mean a thing, especially in heavyweights. No, and, uh, you know, I, I, the thing is, is Parker, I think Parker's going to come right after uh, Kajanu, yeah. and, I, and I think uh, he's going to make it uh, a short night. I, I, I just don't think Kajanu is in, is in the right shape. I really don't. Not at that weight. No, not at that weight. But anyway, <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to take a short break, <laughs> and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll uh, break down some other fights. I got some emails uh, and all that stuff. We'll be back in about two. We'll be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. 
and we're back. You're listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, don't forget about uh, Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria, especially if you're traveling uh, north or south on I-95. It's literally a uh, not even a 15-minute detour for you. And uh, you could even get there quicker if you, you know, run a couple of red lights. And trust me, you won't uh, regret it. Uh, visit his website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com, for directions, uh, address, phone numbers, all that happy stuff. And speaking of the man, the myth, the legend himself, he's with me uh, right now. And, uh, Sal, when we went to break, uh, we had just finished talking about the uh, heavyweight fight that's taking place down from the land down under. Now, we got some other uh, uh, fights to talk about, but first, let me get everybody caught up on uh, some other things. How about some uh, sports scores and uh, some emails? How about that? That sounds great. Let's do it. Good, because well, I, I, I needed your stamp of approval. You, you know, and I, I, I needed you to, I needed you to give me, uh, give, I needed to give you some more time to take another sip of coffee. I knew that was That's coming. Right I, I, I know what's happening with you over there, you know. But uh, anyway, in the NBA Finals. Uh, we got the uh, Wizards beating up on the uh, Boston Celtics, uh, 116-89, uh, just to grab a game in that series. The Celtics still lead two games to one. Wow. Uh, the other series, well, the Warriors beat the Jazz, 115-104, to take a two-to-zip series lead uh, in that series. Now, over in the NHL playoffs, we had playoffs. We had the Rangers uh, coming from two games down. They beat the Senators 4-1 to one, uh, and tied the series two games apiece. If you recall, they, they won their last game, too, uh, after being down. Uh, so now uh, they basically have a, a brand-new series uh, in front of them. Uh, it's even. So uh, they got to win two more to uh, move ahead. Uh, over in Major League Baseball, the Reds beat the Pirates 4-2. to two. The Nationals beat the Diamondbacks 4-2. to two. The A's beat the Twins 8-5. to five. The Rangers... Beat the Astros 10-4. White Sox over the Royals 8-3. The Cubs and the Phillies. What a game that was. The Cubs squeak out a win 5-4. Took 13 innings, but they won the game for the uh, World Series champs of last year. The Orioles and the Red Sox, uh, they uh, played, and the Orioles won 8-3. Some nasty uh, stuff going on there with... uh, uh, just some prejudiced uh, comments uh, coming from fans and players alike. It's uh, it's it's getting pretty nasty with that series between Baltimore and uh, the Red Sox. But the Orioles won that one eight to three. Uh, the Battle of Florida. Uh, the Rays beat the Marlins five to one. The Brewers over the Cardinals five to four. The Mariners beat the Angels eleven to three. Now the Indians and Tigers and the Mets and Braves were both postponed. The Mets and Braves game started. Uh, but then uh, the rain, uh, the rain, she started to fall in. So uh, that's what uh, took place uh, in uh, the sports world outside of uh, the boxing realm. But, uh, hey, Sal, how about an email? This one's from Jesse. He says, hey, Billy C. and Sal. Hey, Jesse, what's up? Jesse, how you doing? Uh, he says, uh, here's my picks. Chavez against uh, Chavez Jr. and Canelo in a controversial draw. You know, that's something we never even wow. thought of. What do you think about that, that, Sal? No. What do you wow. think? What do you think? A controversial draw? Could it happen? Of course, right? It'll be controversial, but yeah. I I like it. What a what go, <laughs> Jesse a Jesse a, going Jesse going out on a limb, huh? I'll tell you that that you know, let's see the Las Vegas odds on that one. That's <laughs> not gonna put money on that one. <laughs> there you go. 
he also says uh, Gamboa uh, winning a split decision over Castellanos in a tough fight. He says uh, Jojo Diaz winning a split decision over Tino in an action-packed fight. Uh, he says, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Jojo saying if he if he wins this fight, he wants a title bout? Uh, uh, we'll talk about that fight. I'm going to break those down. Uh, you know, like we said yesterday, it's, you know, belts today are partic participation belts, like uh, kids playing t-ball. Everybody gets one, you know. So uh, whatever, Jojo. I like Jojo, but, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think fighters, somebody said it in the chat room. By the way, if you're watching or listening, live come on over to the chat room that we respond to it's uh up in billycboxing.com and somebody said in the chat room yesterday that uh it's too easy to get a belt and it certainly is but uh anyway he has uh, uh lucas matisse winning an unanimous decision over uh taylor emmanuel taylor and marcos reos uh winning a split decision decision over david lemieux he says wow. lemieux is gonna get dropped in this fight and he says, uh, Abby Lopez stopping uh, Jesus Rojas uh, in uh, nine rounds. David Lemieux getting stopped, I mean, getting dropped and losing a split decision. What do you think about that, Sal Rocky Senecola? <laughs> I don't know if I see it that way, but uh, I see David Lemieux landing some big shots and stopping his opponent, actually. But we'll see. We yeah, I'm going to break it down. I, I said that I uh, Reyes is a, a, a tough uh uh, fighter, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he says, "Yeah, Billy, if Canelo wins, he must face Triple G next." And he did take must. way too long for the matchup, since he said he'll fight him now. Uh, if you're gonna talk crap, back it up and show it. No more milk in the fight this year, or I will let them get away uh, with it if they fight next year, 2018. Uh, May that is a uh, 2018 in May. That's a big maybe. No, I, I disagree. I, Triple G, if if Canelo, if, and that's a big F, if Canelo wins this fight uh, against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, tomorrow, Sal, I think he's got to fight Triple G in September. He can't drag it out till next May. What do you think? I think uh, I think September, October, the latest. You can't get too close to the holidays. So I think I think they're going to look at September and October, and that fight has to be made this year. Has to be made this year. Well, September if, is if, if uh, Mexican Independence uh, time, you and and they usually fight. fight. Yeah, and I and you I think that fight. that I, listen, we're going to see a big fight. And uh, hey, uh, you know, Floyd, what's his name? Floyd, uh, I forget his last name, but you know, don't be surprised if if he decides to grab the glory and fight on that weekend too. I mean, the time frame, uh, and and you know what, knowing Floyd. If Floyd was going to make a comeback, Sal, and and, and fight, and, you know, you know when he would announce it, like tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, just to grab some of the thunder from Canelo, and then announce that he's going to fight. He's going to fight in September. I mean, that's Floyd's Billy, mo. Let's be real, right? You're a genius. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what he would do because he, he he's got to steal some thunder. He's got to do something. And what else? What a better time! to announce or do something when all eyes are on this main event tomorrow night. Well, Floyd, <laughs> Floyd, listen, Floyd's a, uh, not only is he is he a, a future Hall of Famer inside the ring, if they had a Hall of Fame for, for you know, uh, boxing business sense, he would be in that one too because, uh, you know, this is a guy that has mastered 
uh, grabbing the attention. And what's a better way of stealing the attention from Canelo Alvarez than saying he's making a comeback and, you know, kind of announce it tomorrow, you know? So, uh, I love it. I love uh, it. yeah, I would, I would not be surprised. But uh, one more email. Let's read. This one's uh, from Joel. And he says, uh, hey, Billy C. and Sal. Uh, with the big Canelo against Junior fight this weekend, I was curious which pay-per-view undercard you and Sal are most looking forward to this weekend, if any. Um, well, Sal, I, I, I think uh, I think <laughs> I you, you're looking forward to the Lemieux fight. Uh, which I'm one are you looking forward, forward to? The Le- Lemieux. That's about it. The Lemieux. Lemieux. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah, I, you know, I like uh, I, I love watching David Lemieux fight, uh, but I, I have a feeling that the uh, Jojo Diaz fight might be uh, extremely competitive, but I, I like the whole card, to be honest with you, Joel. I, I really do. I, I think it's a, a competitive card. Uh, he says, yeah. uh, finally, how do you see the Joseph Parker against Raz Van Kajonu fight going this weekend? Will Kajonu be out of his element, being a late replacement, getting quickly knocked out, or do you expect it to be a competitive fight? Uh, he says, I'll see you guys Saturday night. Well, I, listen, it may be a competitive fight. I, I've already picked... Uh, uh, Joseph Parker by stoppage. I think the only chance that Kajanu has in this fight is his size advantage. He he is three uh, and a half inches taller um, than uh, than Joseph Parker, who's a monster compared to us. Sal, he's six foot four and he's given up three and a half inches. But um, I, I I see him breaking this kid down. I, I see him breaking this kid down. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Joseph Parker uh, works that pudgy little body of. Uh, uh, Kajanu, it's such a big, big target in lots of ways. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to be competitive. No, and I don't think that it's because he's out of his element. I just think he's just not as good. What do you think? I think the same thing. It's just a level of ability, and I think uh, you know we're going to see a mismatch. Not a mismatch, but I, I, I don't think we're going to see uh, the same uh, people on the same field, same playing field. Speaking of field. Did you know there's another big sporting event tomorrow? Um, if you're going to tell me something to do with the Yankees, but no, it's soccer, right? <laughs> a big soccer game? I'll give you a hint. It'll make you want to horse around. Oh, that's right. The Kentucky Derby's tomorrow. The Kentucky Derby at that's Churchill right. Downs. Yes, I got invited to a party, and, and uh, they drink the mint juleps. And uh, but we're shorthand at work. Hey, listen, don't be drinking any mint juleps before you come on the post fight show. You know what happened last time, you know? Easy, uh, easy. I mean, usually I'm the guy throwing down some scotches, uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, and we're with Sal. What's up? You know, I mean, uh, (laughs) you know, oh, geez, you know. You know, he was uh, he was playing, uh, I like my man Carl King that night. I mean, come on, brother. But uh, anyway, hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. Did I just say that? We're going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, uh, I will uh, break down and give you my predictions uh, of the undercard of the pay-per-view. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., uh, I was going to say challenging, but fighting uh, Canelo Alvarez Saturday. We'll break down and give you our thoughts on the undercard. Uh, And that, boys and girls, uh, is coming up in about two. We'll be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin, acne, 
Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now, or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, I was just watching uh, Sal uh, Rocky Senecola, uh getting into that comeback from break, huh? You you like you like that, huh? That was a you, know, you, you, you got you got, to it. What's that? I feel like I could throw punches and combinations to that beat of that music. I think you and uh, Jeremy C. got a little thing going uh, with, uh, you know, I think he's trying to take over. As a matter of fact, I I think my name is Jeremy. We, we don't know who the hell Billy C. is anymore. So, uh, anyway. Uh, okay. Let's talk about uh, yes, uh, the other fights on the uh, undercard of, uh, of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Canelo Alvarez. Uh, first and foremost, let me, I'm not going to, you know, give it to you in any particular order, but I'm going to start off with the Lucas Matisse uh, going up against uh, Emmanuel Taylor fight. Uh, Lucas Matisse, he's 34 years old. Now, he hasn't fought since October of 2015, so he's been out of the ring for almost a year and a half, and he lost that fight. He got stopped by Victor Postal uh, for the uh, vacant WBC World uh, junior welterweight title. He's a former uh, world champion. Uh, he's five foot six and a half inches tall. He's uh, got a sixty-nine inch reach. His career record: thirty-seven wins, thirty-four coming by knockout. Wow. Uh, he's got four losses in which he was stopped one time. In the uh, last fight that we talked about, now he does have wins over uh, Ruslan Perdardinkov. A lot of people felt that Perdardinkov won that fight. Roberto Ortiz, uh, John Molina Jr who uh, that was an exciting fight, knocked him out. Uh, he's got a 12-round decision lost uh, for his title shot against Danny Garcia. Uh, he also beat Lamont, you dummy, uh, Peterson, Mike Dallas Jr., I mean, uh, Humberto Soto. Um, you know, I, I, he's been in tough. Uh, Lucas Petit is the real deal. Uh, when uh, when you th- really think about it. Now, he steps in the ring with Emmanuel Taylor. Now, Emmanuel Taylor has had his ups and downs. The transformer is ranked uh, number 41 in the world uh, by the computer uh, in the uh, junior welterweight division. He's 26 years old. And uh, I think his biggest problem is he doesn't fight enough. You know, he only fought twice last year in 2016, one time in 2015. His last six fights, well... He won three, and he lost three. 
the two of the three that he won were uh, stoppages, but they were against less than stellar opposition. You've got to go all the way back to 2014 uh, with his last significant win, and that was over, over that win was over Kareem uh, Mayfield, who was 18-1-1 uh, at the time. He won a 10-round decision. He lost uh, prior to that to Chris Algieri, but I think the best stretch of his career uh, followed his loss to Prentice Brewer in 2011 because he followed that with a, a win against uh, George Socia, who was undefeated, Ray Serrano, who was 18-1, uh, and one. Victor Manuel Keo, which uh, uh, was also a good fight, 31-3, and three. Uh, and then, uh, 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 like I said, he lost to uh, uh, Chris Algerian and then beat Kareem Mayfield. So, I, you know, his biggest uh, run, I thought, was uh, uh, the three fights, the three wins he had against uh, Socia, Sereno, and Ko. Um, uh, you know, I, how's he going to do? I, well, like I said, you know, uh, his uh, promoter, uh, Star Boxing, has uh, fed him a couple of cupcakes in his last two fights, uh, Carlos Aguilera's. 10 and 17, Wilfredo Acuna, 6 and 18. He knocked out both. Personally, I don't think it's going to help him at all against Lucas, Lucas Matisse, even though Matisse is old for the division and will definitely have some ring rust. Uh, he, I spoke with him personally uh, several, uh, well, I guess it was about two months ago, uh, about his career. Uh, and um, truthfully, he's, uh, you know, he's got money. He's, you know, he hasn't lost all his money. And he's very concerned with uh, making some big paydays for the uh, benefit of his family and his future. I think he's looking at this fight as a gateway fight. And I think if he does perform well in this fight, he will get another title shot opportunity. I'm picking uh, Lucas Matisse in this one. And I think he's going to win rather easily. What do you think, Sal? I think so as well. I think uh, he's more polished. And I think the, the level of competition and everything else that he's faced, uh, I pick Lucas Matisse as well. Yeah, I think I, it's a good I, you know, choice, an educated choice. Yeah, and I'm not so sure it's even going to be that competitive. But uh, anyway, uh, the next fight uh, is uh, a fight that I was a little surprised with the uh, uh, email that we got from uh, Jesse. David Lemire uh, going up against yeah. Marcos Reyes. Uh, Marcos Reyes is actually a bigger fighter. Yes, he's fought everywhere between... Uh, you know, 154, um, slightly over the 160-pound limit, and as uh, a super middleweight like he has fought in his last uh, couple of fights. Um, he is ranked as a super middleweight, as a matter of fact, but ranked pretty low, uh, number 87. He's 29 years old. He's got a record of 35 wins, 26 coming by knockout, which gives him a 67% KO ratio. Uh, he's got uh, four losses in which he was only stopped one time, and that one time uh, was the second, and uh, I was going to say he only fought twice in 2016, and that was his second fight in 2016, and he lost to Elvin Ayala. Elvin Ayala is a tough guy, um, but Marcos Reyes uh, going up against a guy like David Lemieux, uh, getting knocked out by Elvin Ayala, no disrespect to Ayala, uh, but uh, it's tells me that uh, he's susceptible to the knockout. Now, granted, he was fighting uh, in the uh, middleweight division for that fight. His last fight was the super middleweight division. Uh, he did fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., lost a 10-round decision with him, but went 10 with the hard punch in uh, 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 Jr. He's got a win over uh, uh, 
uh, a tough veteran, uh, David uh, uh, Alfonso Lopez. He lost a close, controversial fight against Abby Hahn. Uh, I think you got to go to uh, uh, his two big wins earlier in his career. 2013, he beat Porky Medina, which is uh, kind of a, a pretty big uh, feat. Uh, right. Porky Medina is uh, a quality fighter. At the time he fought uh, Porky, he was 31-3. and And he also had a win back in 2012 against Julio Cesar Garcia, which was another uh, important win for him. Um, he steps in the ring with uh, David Lemieux. David Lemieux uh, is a fighter that I know you love, uh, Sal. He's uh, currently ranked uh, in the middleweight division at number three. Uh, he's coming off, uh, which is relatively quick uh, in yeah. today's world of boxing. He fought in March against Curtis Stevens. And uh, I think Curtis Stevens is just starting to wake up from that knockout. Devastating knockout. Devastating. I mean. I was ringside for that, and uh, yes. uh, what a what a knockout. And people criticized David Lemieux for coming in a little pudgy. He's a former world champion. Uh, his record, 37 wins, 33 coming by knockout. That's an 83% knockout ratio. He does have three losses in which he was knocked out twice, once by Triple G. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, uh, the other time he was stopped by Marco Antonio Rubio. Uh, where he got knocked out in 2011, then lost his very next fight against uh, Joe Cham uh, Alcine, uh, but then since then has seemingly turned his career around. He's got big wins, Fernando Guerrero, uh, Gabe Rosado, uh, Hasim Najam, uh, and then uh, he fought and lost to uh, uh, Triple G. He beat Glenn Tapia. Uh, he had somewhat what I would call an easy fight against Christian uh, Fabio Rios, and then the Curtis Stevens fight was a big test for him that he passed with flying colors. Personally, uh, I don't see Marcos Reyes making it to the final bell in this fight. David Lemieux has too much on the line, uh, just like you suggested earlier, Sal. Uh, he's in line for a title shot. Uh, you could make a, a, an argument that uh, should uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. upset Canelo Alvarez, that that would catapult David Lemieux right into a fight rematch with Triple G. Uh, or you could see maybe David Lemieux uh, challenging Billy Joe Saunders for that belt and then fighting Triple G. Uh, either way, I, I think there's too much on the line for David Lemieux. He's going to win this fight, and he's going to win by knockout. What's your thoughts? <laughs> right there, pal. That's exactly what I see. You know, he's got too much on the line. He uh, he knows what's at, at, at stake here, and he wants another title fight. And I think uh, he will uh, win in big fashion, and he'll deserve another title fight, whether it's Billy Joe Saunders, uh, Triple G, I think uh, we'll, we'll wait after till, uh, if, like I said, if Canelo Alvarez gets past Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., that's going to be the definitive fight uh, that Triple G and he should definitely get in a ring together and do. And then Dave Lemieux, maybe uh, uh, after that fight is over, uh, we'll fit the winner. Could do that. After he maybe fights Billy Joe Saunders, who knows? It's a, it's a, it could be a round robin. Well, Billy Joe Saunders, what does he need, like six years to prepare? Is that the... Uh... I, I think 18 months, but, you know, I think he could maybe do the 24-month program. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he just, he wants the six year to prepare if the if the guy's initials are GGG. But anyway, yeah, that's another so. story. Um, I, I do believe that the uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, against uh, Canelo Alvarez fight is going to be extremely uh, competitive. But aside from that fight, I think that the Jojo Diaz against Manuel Avila fight will be a good one. And uh, let me tell you why. Emmanuel Avila uh, is uh, a featherweight that the computer sees at number 24. 
He's 25 years old. You know, Dax is going to be coming on uh, in a little bit. And, you know, he and I had this conversation. And, and although I like the computer rankings, there are a couple of them that are good and a couple that are bad. And sometimes you scratch your head. And I kind of scratch my head, which I re reluctantly do because every time I do, I, I end up losing more hair. But the truth of the matter is, is that I, I don't understand why Manuel Avila is ranked at number 24 in the featherweight division. Um, he has fought his last five fights were all against, uh, they were good wins. One, I mean, his last fight was a split decision against Jose Ramirez, uh, but they were all against um, good opposition, better than just good opposition, above average. I mean, he beat Jose Ramirez, Prosper Ancry, Rene Alvarado, Jose uh, Angel Berzanza, and uh, Uranus uh, uh, Salinas, uh, and and those were you know some big fights. His last five, he fought three times in 2016, three times in 2015, three times in 2014, but only two times in 2013. Again, by today's standards, once you're uh, in that contender uh, realm, uh, you're fighting three times a year. But but this kid is, is pretty good. He's only 25. He's five foot seven. He's got 22 wins, no losses. Uh, 36 wow. wins. Uh, I'm sorry, eight wins by knockout. 36% KO ratio. If he's got a weakness, it's that he doesn't have much pop behind his punches. He does throw a lot of punches, uh, but uh, not much pop. Now, he steps in with Jojo Diaz. Jojo Diaz had a very uh, successful amateur career. He's currently ranked at number nine in the world in the featherweight division. Uh, and when you look at his resume, I, I mean, yes, you know, his last several fights, uh, he also has a win over Rene Alvarado. Uh, but, you know, some of the other opposition may not be as tough as Manuel Avila has faced. Uh, he is the current NABF champion, and that title is on the line. He's only 24 years old, and he's a southpaw. Uh, so, you know, and he, we all know that he had a very successful uh, amateur career. He's coming off uh, a pretty big win over uh, Horatio Garcia. He beat Andrew Cancio uh, late last year, and he also fought... Uh, Victor Proa last year, as well as Jason Veliz. So talk about a guy who was fairly busy. He fought four times in 2016, uh, winning, uh, obviously, all four times. He's undefeated. I like this fight. I think it's a, a good test for Jojo Diaz. I think he's in tough, but he's in safe. He's in tough, but he's in safe. And the reason why I yeah. say that is because uh, uh, Avila is not known for his power punching. Uh, but with that said, he does throw a lot of punches. And uh, depending upon how Avila can handle a southpaw, uh, I, I'm looking for Jojo Diaz to jump or try to jump on Avila quickly. If Avila can, uh, you know, weather the early storm, um, I think he's got a shot. My official pick in this uh, fight is, number one, it's going to be an exciting fight, but I'm leaning towards Jojo Diaz. Sal, Rocky, Senecola, what's your thoughts? I'm on the same. Uh, so far, we have a unanimous decision here. No, I uh, I picked Jojo Diaz as well for many of the same reasons you just said. I think he'll uh, take the fight to Vila. I think his southpaw uh, style is is going to be one that Vila is going to have to contend with. But I, I think uh, I think he's going to come out with his hand raised in the air. Diaz. Well, well it's an important fight. They've been grooming him. And uh, I uh, I like Jojo Diaz. I think he's a, another one of these. You know, we got a lot of breaths of fresh air in the we sport do. of boxing right now, Sal. And Jojo Diaz is just another one of these guys. I mean, don't you think? Yes. And I, like I said, I think that the 
boxing has to go the whole cycle and it's rebooted itself. We're going to see some stars emerge, and we're seeing some stars sustain and uh, and uh, do what they got to do to defend their titles. So against some top contenders. So I think uh, we we are going to be very fortunate with what we see in the boxing ring this year. So far, it's been good, and I think uh, we continue to be on a good path to uh, have some great fights coming up. This uh, main event, uh, Saul Canelo, the main event, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez uh, going up against Julio Cesar Chavez. Uh, We've been talking about this fight for a while, actually since it was announced. Um, You know, we'll get Dax's take in in a few minutes uh, as far as uh, not his uh, yes, we're going to get his take, but also I'm curious to see what uh, the the masses, the social media people are saying. Because to be honest with you, I, I haven't heard much buzz about this fight as much yeah. as I would have been, uh, would have as much as I would have thought. I mean, Anthony Joshua against Vladimir Klitschko, people are still talking about it. It, it was it was a, you heard a lot of buzz going into the fight. Obviously, the fight lived up to the hype, like both Sal and I predicted. And um, you know, I, I mean. People are still talking about it. You know, uh, people are talking about the potential showdown of Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. I mean, yes, it's heavyweights, and people love the heavyweights. But this is a substantial fight, and it's the next loved uh, weight class, the middleweights, uh, even though it's actually super middleweights because it's being fought at 164.5 pounds uh, because uh, Tubby Tubby Chavez Jr. uh, couldn't possibly get to 160. And uh, by the looks of him, he looks like he's uh, having some trouble uh, getting to 164 and a half. He says he's almost ready to make weight, but he looked looked pretty gaunt the other day. Anyway, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., uh, you know, I've talked a lot about him. I like him as a fighter. Um, I, I just thought that he was a typical spoiled, rotten kid that was given everything growing up, and he's approached his boxing career similar. He's gone through more trainers than I go through socks uh, in a week. Um, you know, this is a guy that... Uh, uh, makes his own rules, which uh, is one of the worst things you can do. And, and I know uh, you're uh, pretty adamant about discipline in this sport, Sal, and it's something that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. has shown very little uh, discipline uh, throughout his career. Now, he started out his career as a junior middleweight, um, fought at middleweight, fought at super middleweight, fought at light heavyweight, uh, which gives you uh, reason to believe that uh, uh, he doesn't... Uh, take his training too lightly. He's walked out of camps. He's not shown up when he was supposed to show up. He shows up at different times. All of this means that, you know, his uh, dedication and, and uh, you know, uh, he just, his loyalty's not there, it seems. And uh, it, it seems like uh, his training is not a priority for him, which is a big mistake. Um, you know, his last two fights, he won. Uh, he did uh, actually win uh, against Marcos Reyes, a, a fighter that uh, is fighting David Lemieux, and he won against Dominic uh, Brzezinski uh, in his uh, last fight. Uh, but he lost to uh, Andres von Farrell, which was a shocker, and it was actually the first time he was ever stopped. Uh, he showed uh, uh, a little bit of vulnerability. Uh, he, he was never stopped before. One of the things that I've always admired about Junior is that he's got a granite chin. Uh, he beat uh, Brian Vera a couple of times in some close fights, uh, he lost uh, his title to Sergio uh, Martinez. Uh, if you recall, he won uh, the title uh, against uh, Sebastian Zabik. Uh, he had the uh, uh, interim title, which the WBC calls silver title, uh, after his win over Billy Lyle. Uh, he fought and beat Manfredo Jr., Marco Antonio Rubio, Andy Lee. 
uh, and then uh, lost to Sergio Martinez uh, in a fight that he ended up testing positive for a little smoky smoky weed. Oh. Uh, had a very lackluster performance until the final round and lost uh, his title. Uh, he did try to uh, come back with the other fights I mentioned, uh, but really has never reached the level in terms of recognition uh, that he had going into the Martinez fight. Um, you know, he's 50 wins uh, with only two losses and a draw. The one loss was the stoppage by Fonfara. Uh, the one, uh, you know, it's his only stoppage. Um, 54 fights. You know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, does one thing very well, and that is work the body. Uh, people are saying, oh, the way he's got to beat Chavez, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez, he's got to use the jab, he's got to use this, he's got to use that. Well, that's like saying to a fish, okay, I know you can swim really good, but we got to teach you how to walk on land, okay? Because, I mean, it's just not going to happen, you know? Uh, so, I, you know, his strengths is the body work, and, and he's got to utilize his strength. I know Nacho is, a, is an advocate for uh, uh, counterpunching, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and maybe they worked on it in a gym, when, but when push comes to shove, especially in a fight of this magnitude, personally, I feel you got to do what you do best, and what Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. does best is work the body. Now, with Saul Canelo Alvarez, he's going to have a guy standing right in front of him, so he can work the body. Saul Canelo Alvarez uh, is a former uh, junior middleweight champion and a former uh, middleweight champion when he beat uh, Miguel Cotto, who had beaten Sergio Martinez. Um, this is a guy who's ranked number one uh, as a, uh, a uh, junior middleweight, which is a, a pretty surprising. And by the way, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez is ranked number 12 as a super middleweight. Like I said, this fight is technically being fought at the super middleweight uh, division, uh, 164.5. Uh, Saul Alvarez has only been beaten once, and that was uh, against future Hall of Famer Floyd Mayweather. He's 48 wins, 34 coming by knockout, one loss, and one draw. Uh, his draw uh, came uh, uh, against uh, early. Uh, it came uh, earlier in his career uh, uh, in his fourth fight against Jorge Juarez uh, uh, back, uh, back in the day. Uh, but, uh, you know, ever since he said us Mexicans don't F around, he's taken a pretty easy way out. He fought Amir Khan, knocked out Amir Khan devastatingly, uh, but Amir Khan had to move up to weight classes to fight him. In his last fight, he fought Liam Smith, which was no uh, challenge at all. Uh, this is a guy that has lost, uh, in my opinion, a lot of respect by a lot of people, not just myself. Uh, but make no mistake, he's a talented fighter. If you looked up in the textbook of how to have a stance, how to throw a punch, how to do all the stuff that you're supposed to do in boxing, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez might be the guy you see there. It might be his picture. He's got a, a textbook stance. He delivers his puck punches like you're supposed to. He keeps his elbows tucked in. He does a lot of things right. But the one thing he does wrong is... And it's something that maybe it's not even being done wrong. Maybe it's because he's so technically solid that, you know, he's thinking. And that is, and I've said this a million times, is that he has to kind of be in front of you before he's really effective with letting his hands go and, and being uh, effective landing punches. He's not very good at throwing and landing effective punches on the move. Uh, something I thought he could have learned from Floyd because that's how Floyd beat him was uh, Floyd was effective 
on the move, uh, landing punches. And then when Floyd did step in the pocket, this was a guy that counterpunched uh, Saul Alvarez. And to be honest with you, it was the first time I ever thought that Alvarez was going to go down. And it was from, of all people, Floyd Mayweather, who's not known for power punching. So, and it could have been a little bit of fatigue. I think that Saul Canelo Alvarez uh, is going to uh, uh, fight right into uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s strength. I don't think Canelo can knock him out unless uh, Saul, unless Jr. Um, is really drained. Uh, and I, to be honest with you, I'm calling for the upset, Sal. I, I think that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is going to win this fight. I think he's going to stop Canelo. Uh, and really uh, shake up the apple cart. Now, if this fight does go to the judges' scorecards, Canelo's going to win. So the only chance that I'm giving uh, Junior is by knockout, and I think he's going to win by knockout. Sal, what's your thoughts wow. and predictions? Wow. I'll tell you, that was a beautiful breakdown, and uh, I think you hit everything right on the head. I, I'd love to see, I would love to see Julio Cesar Chavez Pull the upset. I would love to see him break down uh, Canelo Alvarez. And, and you know, I'm a, I was a big Canelo Alvarez fan for a lot of the solid reasons that you described. Because he's a f fundamentally sound fighter. He does everything right on the money. And, you know, I thought he had an opportunity to really learn uh, what he did and didn't do with the Mayweather fight. Uh, probably because of his, of his actions and his mouth, I kind of uh, pulled away my my fan uh, fare with him, but uh, I would love to see the Chavez upset big time, and uh, the attack to the body, which he's going to have that opportunity to do because Canelo's going to be in front of him. But something is telling me, Bill, as much as I want Chavez to win, something is telling me that Canelo with his sound style and his dedication we just can't tell what Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is going to show up tomorrow night. Even though he's got every reason, every reason to rise to the occasion and, and make this the fight of his life. And the one fight that's going to mean his whole future. I don't know if he's hungry enough to do that. Because of your earlier statements, he had a spoiled childhood and... This is uh, part of his uh, uh, entitlement, uh, whatever you want to call it. He does have 50 wins. That's working hard. And it gets only two defeats. So I give him credit. I'd like to see him win. But something tells me when push comes to shove and they're in the trenches, I think Canelo might uh, just pull it out. We'll see. Well, I think you hit it on the head. Uh <laughs> Chavez Jr. is hungry. He looks like he's starving, to be honest with you. <laughs> Throw him a couple of pizzas, Sal. I mean, after the weigh-in. Uh, but uh, listen, all, for all intent purposes, Canelo should be winning this fight. I just he don't should. On think... paper, he's the winner right now. Right. Well, he, he should. Well, that's why they fight the fights. You know? That's right. I mean, uh, on paper, he should win. Uh, Vegas says he's going to win. Uh, I personally am going to throw uh, a Benji on... Uh, uh, junior, I, I have a Me strange too. feeling. I, I listen. I'm gonna I, throw it on, on Junior too. I want him to win. Well, you know, I mean, I want to see Triple G and 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 Canelo. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. I want to see that fight. Um, but if that if if Canelo loses, I, I would also like, 
you know, because karma's a bitch sometimes. And, you know, the way Canelo's been acting, uh, thinking that, you know, he's the man, uh, you know, he, he, he loses a court battle with his former promoter. The promoter uh, sues him for whatever it is, eight, nine million dollars. He wins the judgment. And although Canelo's going to be making over 20 million in this fight, uh, they're not giving the former promoter who won uh, a nickel. And wow. I, I think it's starting to show the character. Uh, well, of yeah. Canelo and Canelo yeah. you know if you lose the battle and you're making the money now's the time to pay him you know uh, pay it off get it out of your way you lost you know uh maybe they're gonna they're gonna try to you know retry it or whatever I don't know but uh I just think that the character of Canelo is starting to shine through he's become a prima donna uh, maybe a lot of it has to do with Oscar de la Hoya in his ear I don't know uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that fighters should be able to make and, and position themselves to make as much money. But listen, the fight everybody wanted to see was Canelo against Triple G. Karma's a bitch sometimes, and I would love to see Chavez Jr. beat Canelo and take that big fight away because that fight won't have the 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 you know the interest. I mean, I still would like to see uh, Canelo fight Triple G. But Triple G would go after bigger and better fish. David Lemieux could be the guy. You know, uh, Billy Joe that. Saunders makes more sense. And Triple G could walk away uh, unifying the belts against Saunders. Or uh, uh, if Lemieux fights Saunders and, and wins and then he fights Lemieux. I mean, you know, and, and, and listen, a rematch with Lemieux isn't a layup for Triple G either. Especially no. uh, in lieu of his last couple of fights, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes karma works out, right, Sal? I believe so. I'm, I'm I'm still looking for a little bit of karma myself, but I, that's another story. Anyway, listen, I think uh, I think it's a perfect scenario, and and as I said, I I would really like to see, and my money's going to be on Chavez Jr. Um, but I, I I think in my heart of hearts, when the end of the day comes, Canelo's going to pull it out. But uh, like I said, my money's going to go on Junior because that's where my heart is right now. Yeah. Well. Uh, the- uh, most likely he's going to win. Hey, listen, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we are scheduled to uh, have my man Dax Khan join us. So uh, we'll be back in a couple. Billy C will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us today. And uh, don't forget about the Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. post-fight show. We will be doing live uh, approximately six minutes after that fight is over on Saturday night. So make sure you tune it in right here uh, so that uh, we can get your thoughts on the fight. Uh, First, we'll give you ours, of course, but then uh, we'll get your thoughts on the fight. And uh, what else are you going to be doing at 1 in the morning, right? Because uh, that's where we'll be. But uh, anyway, joining me right now, uh, along with my man Sal, 
is uh, Dax Khan. What's up, Dax? Good morning. morning. How is everybody today? Oh, not too bad, my man. Not too bad. Uh, big fight this weekend. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is uh, challenging, uh, I guess challenging. There's no belt on the line, but challenging uh, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez. First, before we, you get your your thoughts on this fight, what's going on in social media surrounding this fight? Because to me, it just it doesn't seem there's like as much uh, excitement around this fight as I thought it would be, especially two Mexican warriors going against each other on Cinco de Mayo weekend and, you know, claiming it's going to be the best Mexican fight ever and all of these things. I'm just not feeling it. Um, am I wrong? Yes, you are wrong because there's a lot of talk going on about this. But believe it or not, even those who are picking Canelo to win, a lot of the talk has to do with Chavez Jr. Canelo has really um, become sort of that boogeyman and not, you know, the boogeyman in the sense in boxing where we would say, you know, the guy who, um, if you doubt him, he'll upset you. Canelo's pretty much become that guy where people either want to see him do something spectacular or they just don't want to see him at all. You know, I, I, I it's funny that you... Uh... You know, said that I was. <coughs> you said that I was. <laughs> uh, you said that I was. I just can't. I just can't get that word out. You said I was wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the truth of the matter is, is uh, I haven't seen it, man. I, but then again, I'm not on social media as much as you. So basically, the general consensus is they're looking for an upset, or or, or what? Now, a lot of people don't. Those who pick Chavez Jr. don't believe it's an upset. Even the uh, the only ones who really give Chavez Jr. no chance are the type of fans that watch boxing. You know, the the word everybody hates is the casual fans, the ones who only know who the big names are. But you know, in terms of those who really watch the sport and follow uh, reports from training camps and they follow social media and and uh, shows like ours and other things, are the ones who uh, re are giving Chavez Jr. a chance. You know, uh, some quotes from a few professional fighters. Uh, we'll start out with uh, Tommy Renone, uh, the junior middleweight uh, journeyman out of Long Island. He says, um, "This in shape and focused version." of Chavez is going to be a serious problem for Canelo Alvarez. Forget skill set and talent. We know who has the upper hand. Canelo has been facing smaller guys for a long time now. Chavez Jr. won't be weight drained and he's going to be actually prepared. Chavez Jr. should win this by upset. Stevie Forbes former super featherweight champion. I think this is the most motivated and in shape Chavez Jr. we've ever seen that's going to show up on Saturday. Woo-wee. I think I saw fear in Canelo's eyes when he tried to bully Chavez Jr. in their last face-off, and Chavez Jr. stood calm and relaxed. Chavez Jr. is going to pull this off, and Canelo's going to be shocked, as is the world. John Scully, the Iceman, good friend of ours, Chavez Jr. is going to bring all he has. I believe that. He's not going to leave anything behind in that ring. Canelo's going to have some rough moments on his way to a win. National Pride is a heck of a motivator. He's picking Canelo officially, but on the other hand, he doesn't believe that Chavez Jr. has no chance. As far as the timelines go, everybody believes Chavez Jr. is definitely focused. Almost nobody believes Chavez Jr. is going to come in out of shape. Uh, they are leaning towards the upset little by little as time goes on over the last three days on my timeline, on our show timeline, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, Chavez Jr. is suddenly becoming the favorite, not only um, in the fans' eyes as the guy that they want to win, but also in the sense that they believe Chavez Jr. is going to be out there and he's going to do something that nobody expects him to do. Why? Only because nobody expects him to do it. So, so um, do you believe... 
that Chavez Jr. is uh, not weight trained? You, you know, because some of the photos I saw of him, he did look thin, but, I, you know, and I couldn't really tell. He has been covered up lately. Um, but uh, do you think that, that he is in good shape? I mean, I, I hear conflicting reports. He's in fabulous shape, okay? Last night, Chavez Jr. was 165.2 pounds, which means he's just a little bit over a half a pound from the weight limit that he has to make today. Um, you know, in terms of Chavez Jr., you know, there's something, there's two names that you really have to think about when it comes to this fight that's going to make a huge difference, in my opinion. And that is uh, Angel uh, Heredia and Nacho Berenstein, the same guys who prepared Juan Manuel Marquez for his fourth fight against Manny Pacquiao when he literally dropped Manny Pacquiao out on his face and a lot of people thought Manny might even be dead and of course uh, he also got uh, Marquez ready for his fight against Mike Alvarado where he literally just beat Mike Alvarado down and I think Alvarado had maybe a 10 or an 11 year uh, advantage over him and any footage that's come out of Chavez Jr. training uh, you know he's he's definitely in there he's putting in the work and Nacho Berenstein in the last four or five days says that you know Despite what reports are being sent out by people from camps and people who visit the camp, Chavez Jr. has been working harder than he's ever seen before, even at times that he's visited Chavez Jr. in camps when they haven't worked together. So Chavez Jr. is definitely coming in there in the best shape of his career. Hey, Sal, uh, after listening to uh, uh, some of the reports that are floating around that uh, Dax has given us, uh, what, what are you thinking now? Because I know... The discipline oh, wow. aspect, well, the discipline aspect of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, has always been, you know, something that, that's curdled uh, your stomach, you know, uh, as well as uh, my own. But, uh, you know, to, to hear it, you know, coming from non-biased people and, and, you know, Dax's report now, I mean, how does that make you feel? Are, are you, is there a sigh of relief? Uh, do you think he's got a better chance at this point? I mean, what's your thoughts? I got to answer. I'm doubling down. <laughs> no, let me tell you. My biggest concern has been which Leo Cesar Chavez Jr. shows up, where his head's at, what his discipline has been. And because of some, uh, you know, we, we, we often use in the investment world, past performances is not indicative of future results. <laughs> so, so hopefully this is going to stand and be true because I think that, uh, as I said, here's here's a guy, he has 50 wins, so he's got to know what he has to do to prepare himself. And, you know, Dax, what you said makes complete sense. You know, we've heard some rhetoric from camps. Part of the allure, you have Papa Chavez there, who's a master of... of uh, the psychological war as well as the physical war. And every time we have seen Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., he's been covered up in sweats. And uh, I believe at the Wayans today, when he uh, disrobes and he steps on that scale, he's looking for a little shock appeal. When uh, Julio Cesar Chavez is on that scale, and for the first time you're going to see some definition in, in his muscle tissue. You're going to see a leaner more disciplined looking fighter and I think that's the first time Canelo Alvarez is going to see him too and part of the psychological warfare even though it may not be much is going to say wow guess what he looks prepared he looks ready and that's going to work on a little bit because like I said me being a bystander outside I was curious to see but you know what Dax 
with the social media and what you've heard, uh, you know, you made some great points. And uh, I, uh, I like Julio Cesar Chavez. I uh, hope to see an upset, and uh, I hope to see that uh, what we see is is a fighter rising to the occasion to take an opportunity and a bull by the horns with what he's going to have as far as his big chance. And uh, say a lot of the uh, to the naysayers that guess what. I'm here. I have arrived, and you're going to see great things tonight. That's what I'd like to see from Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Hey, Dax, I, I've uh, officially picked uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. for this fight in an upset. Uh, I'm curious to know what your official pick is. That's the first part of the question. And the second part of the, the, the question is, I don't think that Julio will win this fight by a decision. I think if it goes to the scorecards, regardless of how the fight is, I think Canelo will get it. Do you think, well, I, I guess it depends on, on who you are picking in this fight officially, but uh, you know, as a side note, do you feel that uh, Chavez could win on scorecards? What, what's your thoughts on both? Well, starting with the scorecards, the judges for this fight are Adelaide Bird, Dave Moretti, and Glenn Feldman. This is interesting when it comes to the scorecards. And can Chavez Jr. get a fair shake by those judges? Adelaide Bird is the only judge who had Amir Khan up at the time of the stoppage when he faced Canelo. Uh, Dave Moretti is a guy who was probably the most generous in the Mayweather fight when he had um, uh, the score 116-112 in favor of Mayweather when Floyd clearly dominated. I think I maybe gave... Uh, Shav, I mean, uh, Canelo, a round or two. Um, you know, he was um, closer than anybody anybody else on that card. Now, you know, when you think about somebody like a Canelo and his star appeal, that's a guy that you always have to say in, you know, in your boxing mindset. When the bell rings, he is always up three rounds already before they even throw the first punch. So when you see judges of this caliber having uh, uh, fights in the past where Canelo was the A-side in one and he, this was the coming out party in the other, that they made that so close, that kind of says, you know, something that, you know, these might be the best judges for this fight. As far as the, the second question, which was... Repeat that question again. I'm sorry. Who's going to win? <laughs> oh, who's going to win? Yeah. You know, it, what it comes down to, and uh, something Sal said before that I disagree with quite a bit, and I disagree with what a lot of people said about Chavez Jr. being a spoiled brat. You know, Chavez Jr., actually, when you look back into the careers of both fighters, you know, they have some common opponents together that Chavez Jr. actually faced first, and he beat first before Canelo did. But Chavez Jr., he came about in a tougher way. His father had him fighting on them small cards in Mexico where, you know, these are the guys that nobody's ever heard of, but these are the guys that are fighting just to put money on the table so the kids can eat that night. And those are the most brutal fights that any fighter can have. They're better and tougher than the ones we see on TV where, you know, we watch a young prospect be raised up. And that's what his father did to him. But then why is Chavez Jr. fighting? A lot of times it seems like because he was forced to fight. And that's what I believe is what happened in the last few years of his career. You know, he was more or less expected of him and he wasn't fighting for himself. Now I think it's a different story. You know, Canelo, for as much as he's improved, Canelo has three signature performances on his three signature fights on, on his resume. And those fights were against Floyd Mayweather. They were against um, 
Shane Mosley, and they were against Miguel Cotto. In two of those fights, he improved on Bill, but in one of those fights, he regressed. In the Mayweather fight, as you stated before, Mayweather couldn't miss him. He counted him often, and Canelo was actually rocked in that fight. I don't believe he was hurt, but his equilibrium was definitely thrown off. After that fight, you know, he did add in some head movement, and he added in a little bit of uh, foot movement into his uh, overall style, which helped him improve. And in the Mosley fight, the important lesson he learned, which is going to be critical in this fight against Chavez Jr., is sometimes, no matter how many times you hit a guy, no matter how hard you hit a guy, they're not always going to go down. How Shane Mosley stayed up in that fight for all the 12 rounds is beyond me, because because Canelo was really brutalizing him. After that, you've seen Canelo kind of uh, pace himself more. He mixed up his attack a little bit more. And, you know, he tries to make his punches count a little bit more. By that, I mean he doesn't just throw wild. He doesn't, you know, just look to land punches on the shoulder, the body, everywhere. When he throws in big punches, he makes sure he's not hitting air. But then in the Cotto fight, this is where he regressed. People are going to say, but Dax, he beat the lineal middleweight champion of the world. Sure he was. Miguel Cotto was 153 pounds for that fight, and because Saul Alvarez had nothing to worry about into that fight, he did kind of put on a demonstration of both boxing and the ability and the willingness to brawl. He gave the the maturity and that Mexican style to the fans, and that was great for the fans. But then he brought that style with him into the Amir Khan fight. Did he have much to worry about in the Amir Khan fight? No, because Amir Khan was undersized, and Amir Khan didn't have the power uh, to really hurt Canelo. But if Amir Khan's chin was a little bit better and Amir Khan moved around a little bit more and Canelo didn't get that knockout, just looking at some of those scorecards, you know something might not have worked out well for uh, for Canelo. Same thing against uh, the fight against uh, Beefy Smith. Beefy Smith cut him. Beefy Smith was giving him a hard time. Canelo, again, had no respect, and he went in there and he tried to walk him down. He did end up getting the stoppage win, but those are bad habits that he's falling into and he's regressing into. He can't do that against Chavez Jr. In my opinion, Canelo has a lot more to lose in this fight than Chavez Jr. was. And Chavez Jr. is in Canelo's head. Anything Chavez Jr. says, no matter how relaxed and how nice he says it, or whether or not he just starts paying attention when Canelo talks, Canelo just gets even more enraged. He's going to go in there and he's going to be reckless. And unless he can knock Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. out, that's the only way I'm going to see him win. Because as the fight goes on, the six foot one Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. with that 73-inch reach is going to walk Canelo down. He's going to tire him out because Canelo, for the last four and five years, has been fighting guys on the average of five foot eight with only a 71-inch reach. And none of them have this type of chin that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. was. Don't anybody ever be confused with the Andre Fonfara fight. That was an out-of-shape Chavez Jr. This is going to be a whole different style, a whole different kid, and this is going to be the fight that's going to not only um, make or break both these fighters, but this is going to make everybody forget all the past shortages of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., and should he go in there and get the win that he wants to get, I believe he's going to come back into the sport reinvigorated, and he's going to continue on that Chavez legacy that the Mexican fans love so much, but it's not going to be a Chavez family legacy. It's going to be the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. legacy, and that's what he wants, and that's what he's going to get, and that's what we're going to see on Saturday night. Very well put, Dax. I like it. You know, the the thing is, is that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., this could be, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he could say, forget it. He he doesn't need anything after this, because let's face it, he's 31 years old, you know, so... 
Um, he quietly got to be 31. You know, I mean, you think of Chavez Jr., we're thinking of a young fighter, but uh, he's 31 years old, so it'll be interesting to see. Hey, Dax, uh, some other fights on that card. Uh, One thing, here's me... something interesting, not to interrupt you. You spoke about the, a lot of people, it's, uh, people are speaking about the Canelo and Triple G fight. Eric Gomez of Golden Boy Promotions made a funny comment uh, yesterday. If Canelo wins by KO, it's on to Triple G next. What does that mean exactly? Does it mean if he gets a TKO, they're going to go after Triple G? Well, what what does that mean? That's one of those comments that are just so open for uh, interpretation. How would you take that? They're playing game. Listen, listen. I, what's nerve-wracking and the reason why, and, and I was a huge fan of Canelo's, but they're playing games, all right? They think that they're, they're, they're trying to act like Floyd Mayweather. Listen, whether yeah, you like are. Floyd or not, there's only one Floyd. Floyd was successful. I can't stand the copycats. It's the same thing when these guys get in the ring or get on the podium before a fight and they start trying to do Muhammad Ali's, you know, uh, ranting and raving. There was only one Muhammad Ali. He did it and he backed it up. These other guys just talk smack and don't back it up. I can't stand it. If I'm Triple G, I, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, Dax, I think Triple G and his team made a mistake. They, they needed to just worry about them. Now, whether they feel they needed some rest and they were going to wait till September to fight, regardless of, of Canelo or not, who knows. But the truth of the matter is, for them waiting for Canelo, I think was a mistake. I think they should have planned uh, their, their schedule around them and just say, hey, Canelo, you want us, you come to us. You know, I, Dr Triple G in the middleweight division is in the driver's seat, not Canelo. And uh, hopefully uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. will, uh, will just make that. Uh, in concrete this weekend. But uh, let, let me ask you this uh, on a couple of uh, uh, other fights. Uh, who do you like uh, and why in the David Lemieux-Marcos Reyes fight? Well, David Lemieux, it's not even a question. Uh, you know, David Lemieux is a guy who, yes, um, in his younger years, he had those losses, you know, the, the knockout uh, loss, and then he had the decision loss when he was reckless and he went in there. He didn't pace himself. He was uh, dominated by uh, Triple G. But then again, he comes back and he does something sensational like he did against Curtis Stevens. You know, his opponent, uh, Reyes. Reyes, you know, he lost to Abby Hand. He was stopped by Elvin Ayala. You mentioned the controversy. He lost to Hand. But, you know, his win over Porky Medina was sort of the same way. Reyes. We're losing you, Dax. We're losing. We're losing your volume there. So, uh, uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, we, I just lost it. What were you saying? I don't know. All, the, all I heard was static for a second there. I says, um, you know, Reyes. You know, he lost to Abby Hand. He lost to Elvin Ayala. Uh, you mentioned a controversial loss to Hand, but uh, his win over uh, Porky Medina was the same way, controversial. So I believe that David Lemieux, even despite a five-inch uh, reach disadvantage, and even despite his uh, pass shortages, after the Curtis Stevens fight, I think that we've seen that David Lemieux, who's uh, sort of reinvigorated, and that's a guy right there who's ready to take on the division again, knowing that this is going to be his real last opportunity, considering the fact that uh, Triple G, that fight, again, may never happen. Billy Joe Saunders already has his card full. Uh, Daniel Jacobs is more than likely going to go into an opposite direction. And if Canelo loses this fight, that's never going to happen. And, of course, if he wins by knockout, Triple G is next. So where does that leave David Lemieux? Hey, Dax, we're, we're running out of time, but I want to get your thoughts on uh, uh, Matisse and Emmanuel Taylor. 
I'm, in that fight, I picked Emmanuel Taylor. Lucas Matisse is faded. I love Lucas Matisse. I loved him when he was the machine. I'm a big fan, even though he's back, even though he's moved over here and he's working with uh, Joel Diaz. In my opinion, Emmanuel Taylor is just a little bit fresher, and even though he's the journeyman, he has an iron chin. He's never been stopped, and Lucas Matisse, he's, not as, he's never been fleet-footed, and it's going to be an issue for him, especially with the long layoff, to look for Emmanuel Taylor to get the decision in that. And in a fight that I think is going to be extremely competitive, Jojo Diaz against Manuel Avila, how do you like, how do you see that one? That should be a pretty good fight. They have an equal amount of, uh, their resume is sort of similar, you know, their quality of opponents, but I think the power difference with Jojo Diaz is going to be the factor in there, and that's where he's going to, uh, that's how come I'm going to lean towards him. Though, you know, uh, I don't think Avila's ever been down, so it could be interesting if it goes to the cards, considering that Jojo Diaz is the favorite, he's the A-side, you know, automatically I'm going to assume he gets that. So I'm going to go with Diaz in that one by decision. And uh, one last fight, uh, uh, Joseph Parker against uh, Razvan Kajanu. I, I know you saw Kajanu uh, live uh, at the uh, uh, heavyweight tournament. He's the last, uh, almost last minute, last 20-minute sub. Uh, he's much bigger than uh, Joseph Parker. But he seems to be a little tubby-tubby. Um, how do you see this one going? And Joseph Parker should win this. But um, if Joseph Parker doesn't come in there motivated, you know, I don't think that, uh, it would be much of an upset if uh, Razam won. Joseph Parker didn't look sensational against Andy Ruiz Jr. You know, I'm going to go with Joseph Parker on that officially, but I wouldn't call it an upset if he lost. You know, the funny thing is, is Andy Ruiz Jr., although he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy, the kid can box. You know, so uh, and I and you know me, I've seen Kajanu fight, and he definitely doesn't have the boxing skill set that Andy Ruiz had. So I think he's going to kind of play into Joseph Parker's skills. But uh, hey, I lied. I got one more question. I know you weren't thrilled the last time you saw him, uh, but Gamboa is taking on uh, Robinson Castellanos tonight on ESPN two. Uh, what do you think, brother? I think um, that that's a 50-50 fight. Gamboa hasn't looked good since before the Terrence Crawford fight. Uh, Robinson Castellanos is, um, I mentioned that word boogeyman before, and that's exactly what he could be in this fight. You know, that's why they call him Robin Hood. So um, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I really can't. If I'm on the spot, I'm going to have to say Robinson Castellanos gets the upset on there because Yuri Gertz Gamboa is on his way out sooner than later. Wow. Hey, good stuff, Dax. Uh, I'm going to give you a shout after the show, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, you'll enjoy all the fights, and we'll talk to you on the post-fight show. And both guys for that fight, actually, um, I had to wait for that before. They both did come in at 133 pounds for that fight. Yeah, I saw that. They were both the same. Yeah. I, I don't know. Gamboa is my man. So uh, yeah, that's I, it. I, now I, you're dead to me, Dax, but I'm still going to call you after the show. One thing about Razvan. Um, this, I forgot, you know, how tall he was, six foot seven and a half. That is another major factor. I don't think Joseph Parker has ever faced somebody that big. You know, you, it's well, funny. It's funny is you there say that. In the division that big, other than um, uh, Tyson Fury. You know, it's funny you say that because when when I was uh, doing the the research for for our breakdowns today, and I, and that stuck out. I said, wow, I didn't realize that he was that tall. You know, I, I really didn't. You know, um, I, that just goes to show you that the other guys he was fighting in the heavyweight tournament were uh, pretty tall, too, because he didn't look uh, like he was towering over anybody. Yeah, they were all pretty big guys in that tournament, definitely. Except the kid that won. He was the shortest one. Yeah, and uh, that one kid. Um, Andres Fedorov, uh, Fedorov, right? 
no, 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 no. no Fedorov was the one. Like he tank. No, but Fedorov won, and he was the shortest one. Right, right. No, I'm talking about that one kid, um, uh, Donovan. Matt Haven. Remember, he he looked to be huge. I thought he was going to win that fight. What a wash up he turned out to be. Yeah, that was my guy from uh, my buddy from Florida. Remember, it, it, you know, he had yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. But uh, anyway, hey, Dax, I'll talk to you a little bit. All right. Uh, give me a call after the show. Enjoy the fights, and I'll speak to everybody during our post post fight tomorrow. Sounds good, my man. Thanks a lot. Great report. Um, Thank you. you know, Dax. Uh, you know, as usual, uh, gives us uh, uh, a great report here, uh, Sal, great. and uh, uh, really uh, had some interesting things to say about. Um, you know, uh, in my opinion, had some real interesting things to say uh, about the uh, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez uh, fight. Uh, you know, interesting that uh, so many more people are, are starting to lean towards Jr. What's your quick thoughts before we go to break? Well, he had such detailed, uh, uh, great information and you know that's what he does, and he he can uh, relay it to us. And you know he is changing my opinion. You know, like I said, in my heart, I'd like to see Chavez. My money's going to go on Chavez, but something told me that Canelo is going to win. But you know what? Maybe uh, maybe Chavez is going to pull that upset. And uh, I uh, I want to see him come in, the sh in into the ring in shape, focused with the blinders on, and uh, just with one thing in mind: that's beating uh, Canelo Alvarez. So we'll see. I think one of the most interesting things that um, he said, at least for me, uh, was the fact that he felt that um, Junior's in really good shape and that he made the weight right. And, um, you know, I, I was wondering about that. You know, he looked a little gaunt to me, and he, he looked gaunt to you too, you know. And uh, uh, we'll, well, I guess we'll know tonight when he, when he has to, uh, you know, take off the, the helmet and the uh, sweatpants and the goggles <laughs> the and, uh, you know, all the clothes he's been uh, wearing and probably a plastic sweatsuit under there. You know, uh, it, it all, you know what it boils down to, and I know we're running out of time, i got to take a break, but, and you know this more than anyone, what it boils down to, is if he was able to lose weight early on in his preparation for this fight, if he's had a focus the last couple of weeks on weight loss and not game plan, then, you know, uh, he's going to run out of gas. But if his weight did come off the way they claim uh, and it came off, you know, the right way and they've been focusing on, you know, the technical aspect of, of how they're going to beat Canelo, Canelo's in trouble. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be considered a genius for picking him uh, to win by knockout. What do you think? Right out of the gate. I think, Billy, you know what? You, you know, you used to do a show. You did it with me. Uh, convince me. or You and uh, Dax just, just sold me. I think, like I said, I think uh, with his thick clothing and all this and his public appearances, I think he's going to be a little more chiseled. I think he's going to show himself. Uh, maybe he lost the weight, maybe got in shape earlier, and then maybe he rebuilt some muscle tissue. And uh, we're going to see maybe a disciplined guy that's not fighting for his father, not fighting for anybody else but himself. And that's what we have to see. And tomorrow night is going to show which Chavez is going to show up. And I hope it's the one that we, uh, we want to see who wins. And that, like you said, what a load of karma that is going to bring to uh, – Canelo Alvarez, because that whole uh, expectation and anticipation of, of, of waiting for the big payday with Triple G may never happen. This is true. All right, listen, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, 
I think I might open up the phone lines a little bit. So uh, we'll be back uh, in about two. Billy C. will be right back. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-567-0214 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-567-0214. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-567-0214. That's 800-567-0214. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could join us. And uh, I'm here with my man, uh, Sal Rocky Senecola. And uh, we just uh, heard from Dax. Uh, Both Sal and I have uh, given you uh, our thoughts on this fight. And uh, at this point, Sal, uh, why don't we uh, take a a caller or two? Unfortunately, uh, with the new system, uh, we'll be kicking you to the curb for a minute. But uh, listen, if if you have any thoughts on the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight, uh, against uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Now's the time to call. Uh, give us a call. The phone number is 845-228-8710. 845-228-8710. Uh, give us a call right now. Phone lines are open. Yeah, we'll kick Sal to the curb for a minute uh, to get your thoughts. But uh, uh, in any event, you know, Sal, uh, you know, Dax was making some interesting points uh, about, uh, you know, what people were saying. And, you know, I, I guess when this fight was first announced, I know myself, I, I was like, oh, man, oh, Chavez. And I've always been a fan of Chavez Jr. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, you know, you talk about needing the right motivational tool. And, and apparently, uh, you know, the addition of Nacho Bernstein uh, and the fact that uh, uh, Jr. and Canelo really don't like each other uh, has uh, provided that uh, motivation. Uh, what's your thoughts? I think you're right. You know, uh, I, uh, you know, when I last followed Chavez Jr., you know, he was doing all kinds of weird training in the middle of the night or uh, uh, or early in the morning. It was just bizarre. You know, he, he was living this wild, crazy life. And, 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 you know, so that's what I used as a benchmark to see what this opportunity may bring all along hoping and seeing that there is a possibility that he could be, like I said, tomorrow, I mean today, revealing when he disrobes to get on the scale, a chiseled, defined, 
uh, confident Chavez Jr. And that I think is just part of the part of the the play, part of the, what they had in mind to keep it under wraps to keep a camp quiet and. Uh, and they're going to introduce a brand new Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. tomorrow night in the ring with the motivation and with the fierceness that uh, we could see that uh, could have been passed down from his father. Yeah, no, that's a good point. 845-228-8710. You're running out of time. Uh, we can uh, take a caller or maybe two uh, if you give us a shout. 845-228-8710. You know, you, you bring up an interesting point, uh, and a lot of the negativity uh, surrounding his uh, uh, training, um, you know, was based in, on the lack of discipline. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we can't point fingers at everyone. Uh, you know, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. has to look in the mirror and, uh, and take the blame uh, for his lack of discipline because only he uh, can control it. But the, the one person that sticks out in my mind is when he was training under Freddie Roach, that seemed, uh, you know, when Freddie Roach was, uh, you know, saying all this stuff to the media and everything else, I mean, that possibly could have built up more negativity surrounding Chavez. Now, I'm not making excuses for Chavez, because even though uh, Dax disagreed with me, um, I I do think he acted uh, like a spoiled uh, rich kid. But, But Dax made a good point about, you know, him fighting these tough guys in Mexico. And he sure. was fighting for his father, so to speak, you know. And, and that's been kind of a, a, a haunting uh, reoccurrence for, for Junior, uh, something that maybe uh, he's finally shed or, or, or something better yet. Maybe he's uh, in a possibility of about to shed it uh, once and for all uh, should he uh, uh, win and, and upset uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez this weekend. I believe you're right on, and that's uh, that's what we're going to hope to see. And I think you know, and that's what I meant by spoil. I mean, you know, he he, uh, he had a entrance into the fight game and with a name that uh, is a legend. And uh, you know, I, I I do not discredit, and I know those proving grounds in Mexico when you're having those those barn burners and those early hungry fights. I mean, that's great. And he, he, uh, mounted a, a pretty darn good record from that and evolved into a good fighter. I mean, come on, he's sound. He has, he has 50 wins. So the guy knows how to fight. It's just, you know, did he make that transition mentally and psychologically where he's fighting for himself and he knows this is on the line now, you know, uh, there rather than fighting in his father's image or, or to be approved by his father. That's, that's the big thing. You know, uh, just getting off uh, that fight for a second, uh, I know a lot of people have uh, lost uh, faith uh, in an interest in my man, uh, Yoriakis Gamboa. Uh, I think tonight is uh, going to be a, a great opportunity for him to uh, get back uh, uh, in the mix. Uh, I'm looking forward to that fight, and uh, you know we'll get a chance to chat about that uh, a little yes. bit uh, uh, if not uh, tomorrow during the post-fight show, definitely uh, on Monday. And I do want to uh, give a couple of announcements. Uh, we are uh, going to be uh, making uh, a fairly big announcement uh, early next week about uh, a couple of events that Sal and I are going to be doing, so make sure you uh, stick around uh, and wait for that. Uh, also, we do have a, uh, a, a schedule um, change for next week. Uh, we uh, most likely, we, well, I'll tell you right now, we will not be doing a live show on Friday. Uh, 
so, uh, you know, check your local listing, especially if you're watching uh, on TV or, or listening to the radio. Uh, check out your uh, local listings for the possibility of a rerun uh, or uh, maybe airing us at a different time. Uh, so uh, just a little heads up there. Uh, but we will be here for the rest of the week, but uh, on Friday, not so much. Uh, but, but we will be back. So any breakdowns and, uh, you know, analysis that we'll be doing on fights that are scheduled for next weekend will take place on Thursday. Uh, so uh, mark that one down. Um, also interesting that Dax had mentioned that he felt that uh, if Kajanu beat Joseph Parker, that he wouldn't look at that as an upset. I would. I still would. What do you think? Yeah, I would too. I would too. Because you know, let, let's say, uh, let's face it. I, I think Parker is going to be favored to win, and I think it would be an upset if Kajano pulls it off. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's got to yeah, be the so, favorite to win. Got to be the favorite. Uh, yeah. I mean, ranked higher, everything else. So you know, but you I, know, I, I, I guess I, I understand what Dax's point was. You know, his, his point was that. You know, uh, Joseph Parker ain't that great. That's what his point was. You know, he just said it in a, uh, a nicer did. way. <laughs> he uh, did. I mean, Dax, Dax is credible. I mean, he's got so much research that goes into his delivery of uh, what he has found out and discovered and, and his opinion. He puts a lot into it. So I credit him a lot. You know, uh, just one more uh, look uh, back uh, at uh, – uh, the uh, the big fight this weekend, Canelo Alvarez uh, going up against uh, uh, Junior, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., that is. And uh, the possible repercussions uh, of that fight should Canelo lose. Uh, yeah. We all will wow. be crying for <laughs> Triple G Canelo if Canelo wins. If Canelo yeah. loses, uh, I think that he's going to realize that he made the wrong decision by yeah. you know letting it uh, marinate uh, because uh, <laughs> all of a sudden somebody's going to say it marinated too long, throw it in the garbage and get a new steak, you know. But uh, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that he's going to be the outside guy looking in. And I kind of yeah. hope, and I kept saying, you know, that's karma as a bitch sometimes, and yeah. uh, that would uh, certainly uh, maybe curtail, uh, you know, these fighters in the future. Um, from, you know, trying to play games. You know, they, they had the Triple G fight. They pretty much could have uh, named uh, the price. They could have named the split and everything if they would have fought this guy uh, earlier on. But instead, now they're risking it. They're in a tough fight. I do give Canelo credit for fighting uh, Junior. He is a tough uh, opponent. But uh, they clearly have taken him lightly. And, uh, you know, now all of a sudden David Lemieux is fighting again. And, uh, you know, the names that, that, that would, you know, rise to the top. You got David Lemieux, of course, should he uh, continue uh, looking uh, good. Uh, you also, they were talking about uh, uh, Torino Johnson fighting an elimination fight. You know, that might be a potential opponent for Triple G. Uh, and, and, you know, don't forget, uh, I mean, not that he wouldn't fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., but, uh, uh, you know, if Chavez beats... Um, you know, Canelo, maybe maybe Triple G fights him. Uh, you got Billy Joe Saunders still in the mix because one thing that uh, Triple G did mention was that he wanted to unify the title. So, you know, a lot's on this, a lot's on the line for this fight, Sal. Oh, you you said it right there, and and a lot's on the line, and we're going to see the results of what goes on afterwards, and we're going to find out soon, honey. We're going to be there uh, less than thirty six hours. So listen, don't forget, uh, that's a great segue. Don't forget to uh, 
uh, not Sal calling me honey, but, uh, honey. <laughs> you know, don't forget, uh, it's sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. It's, sweetheart. Yeah, it's, hey, you know, it's hey, happening, sweetheart. It's but, uh, but right. the truth of the matter is, is don't forget to tune in right here, right, right, right here, uh, tomorrow, uh, approximately six minutes, uh, after the official announcement is made, uh, we will be doing a post fight show. So, uh, uh, you know, get your, uh, uh, scorecards ready, and you know after Sal and I give you our thoughts, we'll uh, open up the phone lines. Um, let's get to uh, some other things real quick, like our trivia question, yes, uh, which I got a lot of answers for yesterday, but none of them were correct, Sal. Um, unlike the day before, which apparently I gave everyone too easy of a question. Yesterday's question. Not so much. So uh, it's still in play, boys and girls. And if you get it right, if you're the first one to answer it correctly by emailing me, Billy at Talking Boxing, let me spell it for you. It's T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com. If you're the first one to email me, Billy at Talking Boxing dot com, uh, you will win your very own copy of the Title Bout Championship computer game. The same game that Alex Papali uses to do the simulations when we do our Blast from the Past. Here is the question. Which world champion, or I should say which former world champion, lost the most title fights? I'll give you a hint. It doesn't have to be, you know, fights that he lost. Um, he was in world championship fights, right? So that, that, that's the question. Who was a former world champion that lost the most world title fights? If you're the first one to email me the correct answer, Billy at Talkin Boxing, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com, you'll win the prize. Sal, you have any ideas? And don't say Jack Dempsey. Well, that's where I was going. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Kenny Norton? Kenny Norton? No. No, not Kenny Norton either. But, uh, well, you're wrong. Jack Dempsey's, no, it's not the right answer. But, uh, <laughs> Over two. A- anyway, anyway, don't worry. I'll get a question that Jack Dempsey will be the answer. And then I'll say, Sal, I'm you got the answer? And you say, Jack I Dempsey. I step on yeah. it, playing the odds. If I keep saying Jack Dempsey, one of these days I'm going to hit it. There you go. Um, <laughs> listen, on this day, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, in boxing history, uh, several uh, v- very important, v- v- very important things happened. Uh, on this day, May 5th in 2004, Manny Siaka wins a 12-round decision over Anthony Mundine uh, to win the WBA Super Middleweight title, and that took place in Australia. On this day in 2007, Floyd Mayweather uh, wins a 12-round decision over Oscar De La Hoya to win the WBC wow. Junior Middleweight title. That took place in Las Vegas. A lot of people uh, feel that that was a gift win for uh, Floyd uh, against Oscar. But then again, Oscar took his foot off the gas. Uh, they thought they were cruising to a win in that fight. And uh, uh, that just goes to show you, back. never assume. Always uh, fight to the last bell. Um, on this day in 1986, uh, excuse me, uh, Rene Arredondo uh, knocks out Lonnie Smith in the fifth round to win the WBC World Junior Welterweight title, and that took place in Los Angeles, California. On this day in 1973, Eddard Joffrey wins a 15-round decision 
over Jose Legra uh, to win the WBC World Featherweight title, and that took place in Brazil. On this day in 1905, Jimmy Britt knocks out Jabez White in the 20th round uh, to retain his World Lightweight title, and that took place in San Francisco, California. And finally, on this day, May 5th, in 1947, Ezra Charles wins a very tough, 10-round majority decision over the late, great Archie Moore in their fight that took place at the Music Hall Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio. And that took place on this day, May 5th, back in 1947. Any final thoughts, Sal Rocky Senecola? No, I'm just going to be on the edge of my seat tomorrow night, and uh, we are going to see some great fights, and I'm looking forward to it. What time is that show starting? Well, the pay-per-view starts at 9, but the main event uh, probably uh, won't come on uh, anywhere near 11. But uh, uh, I'm not not going to want to miss any of the undercard on that fight. Uh, I I like the card. I do. It's uh, it's a legit pay-per-view card. I, I mean, you know what? It's legit by today's standards. I mean, years ago, we used to get all top-notch fights, matchups, world title fights. As a matter of fact, there's not any world titles on this uh, uh, on this card, which is pretty cool because uh, pretty it just goes to show you that you don't need a stinking belt to have a good fight. And we got four competitive fights that are going to be on this pay-per-view, and not one phony belt will be on the line. Wow. At least that I know. Well, that's not true. The NABF belt will be on the line for the JoJo Diaz fight, but... Uh, Anyway, hey, listen, boys and girls, make sure that you tune in approximately six minutes tomorrow night after the official uh, decision is rendered for our uh, Billy C., Saul Canelo Alvarez, and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. post-fight show. Uh, But then don't forget, make sure you tune in Monday morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby. Da na 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 na